There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. tuned into the Power Chord Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA and also maybe listening on the Power Chord Hour podcast. Whatever. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and joining me on this one. We got Maddie of Halifax Band Cluttered. We got Chris of Toronto Band Talk Show Host. They have switched bands for a brand new split EP. They're covering Enemy You songs with each other's bands. The uh, new split, Enemy Us, a great, a very fitting title. Great title for a, a split of Enemy You songs. And uh, we're gonna talk about the split, and uh, we're talking about the ones who sing all over this thing. Chris, Maddie, how are you today? Uh, good. Yeah, I I worked all day and kind of <laughs> forgot that this was happening, and then got oh. a really friendly reminder, and I was like, oh, I have to to talk. Oh damn! Well, we'll keep it. We'll keep it light. I uh, I forgot no, we were it, working as well. No, this is great. It's uh, I'm stoked to be here. Beautiful, beautiful. So, I mean, like I was telling you both, and by the time people hear this, the split will be out, but uh, I've got a chance to hear it. It is absolutely amazing. Um, Enemy U, I, I like fairly know them. I know who they are, know a few songs. And uh, I feel like after listening to this, I got to go like further into the catalog. Like you, you definitely, it makes me need to jump further in. So, I mean, like, I guess to like start off, where does this idea begin? Like, where does the, where does the, whose idea was it do a split you guys do cover we you cover enemy you you end up uh like switching bands and everything like where i love the idea i love the concept but like where does it start where does that all begin so it kind of started through a text exchange i think it was chris texted me saying are you playing puza and i was like yeah are you playing puza and then it was like oh y'all should cover enemy you and let me sing and then it was like we should record that and then that became well what if chris sang with cluttered as his backing band and then we were like okay well what if we do two songs each and it became this whole like uh i believe fab like the bass player and talk show host said it really eloquently it was like conceptualized in february recorded in march mixed in april released in may like very yeah, like holy shit yeah it's the quickest that our band has ever done anything usually if we come up with an idea we're like yeah we should do some kind of split and then six months later we'll be like yeah maybe we'll get around to recording some songs for that and then six months after that yeah we recorded these songs let's mix them and this was like Two weeks later, we knew the songs and we were trying to figure out how we were going to record them. And then suddenly, hey, we got four songs done. <laughs> yeah, like insane. cluttered, cluttered works really quick. We're very like, let's do the thing. Let's let's go. And so it it kind of worked out really well. It was just like, uh, I think the day that Chris was like, these are the two songs I want to do. I think I like had guitar tracks done. Yeah. And then like <laughs> when they sent me like the recording like the bed tracks for the talk show host stuff then i just like jumped on it and did my vocals right away and then like becca and sean also did vocals on all of the songs so like that took like another week or whatever and it was just it was very quick it was very 
uh, it felt painless to me. I hope it felt painless to Chris and the rest <laughs> okay. of talk show hosts. I mean, it sounds like it's cluttered. It, it is to your credit that it got done so fast by the sounds of it. It, it, it is cluttered is the reason this got done so uh, in such a timely manner, we should say. Yeah. Well, we we had originally intended to just do another EP uh, while we're working on a full length. And then it was like, this is more fun. We get to do a thing with our friends. Like, let's let's do this thing and nod to a band that like some folks know, but not a lot of folks know and are like are genuinely a very good band. So it was like yeah. is pretty sick to like actually have it all like pulled together. Going going into this, I mean, I wanna I wanna ask you both, like, when you go into cover specifically on this split, do you want to do you want to stay to like the original enemy you songs? Do you want to put your own twist on them? Like going in, what was kind of the thought for for doing these? Did you, did you want to stick to the original or did you want to kind of put your own spin on them? I mean, for our side, it was just kind of like, what if we just played these faster? Like, <laughs> like just like sped them up a little bit like i didn't really we didn't really like rearrange the structure or anything for the ones that cluttered did the backing track for but it was like they're a little bit quicker they're a little bit more in line with like what clutter does um but like i feel like chris and talk show host did a really good job of like reimagining the songs a little bit so that was really cool like it was nice yeah. to sing on we kind we kind of we we went pretty straightforward with the first one with 72 hours because uh, that song is like two minutes it's a straight ahead punk song and we thought about like what could we do here but the power of the song didn't really need to be touched and in the end then it was with where no one knows my name where we did a straight a straight cover of it um but for us we're not great at holding this is not not a knock against the song because the song is kind of the original song is the dynamics are there. It starts and then it kind of stays in one spot throughout it, which enemy you could pull off because uh, Davy Jones is a great singer. They're all super tight musicians and they had that confidence just be like, we're going for it. And the song blasts through and then it's done for us. We did it that way. And it was like, we just kind of didn't feel super comfortable in it. And then it was one day, uh, I was writing out the lyrics just so I could sing along in practice to make sure we were hitting all the right structures. And as I was looking at the lyrics more closely, I realized the context of the song and the the kind of heavy um, meaning behind the lyrics and that informed a new way to approach the song. And so we slowed it down a bunch. We kind of gave it more of a, a, a 90s alt grunge uh, beat to it and then it kind of just we figured it out from there and that is a sick guitar solo oh yeah my <laughs> sick first, guitar time, solo. first time I've ever written a proper guitar solo and uh, nice. like, I stayed up for like 14 hours straight like okay I gotta do something <laughs> killer that's been my pandemic hobby is trying to get better at guitar so that was like the first test of it so yeah I'm pretty proud of that one you've been riffing that's what you've been doing over COVID you've been riffing I bought all of the propaganda guitar tab books and I've been. Oh, like, there you go. There you go. What else do you need? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going into this, I mean, did you both kind of know the enemy you songs you wanted to cover? Were there, were there any that you were thinking about that didn't make the, uh, you know, I'm ma- not because obviously there's only four songs on it. Were there any that like, didn't make it that you were thinking about covering or really wanted to cover? 
Um, so the Lillingtons did an Enemy You cover album like last year or the year before. I missed that. It's it's pretty dope. And I in my head was like, let's not like I'm not gonna pick songs that they did. And to my uh chagrin, I picked the first song I picked was one that they did. And uh, so <laughs> I was like, okay, but the other one I had thought about was a song called Hopes and Dreams. Um, because I had toyed around with the idea of doing it like as a solo song at one point a couple years oh, ago. Nice. Uh so I was just like maybe we could do that and then they also covered hopes and dreams and i was like there's no there's no way i'm gonna do two of the songs that they did so my choices were pretty like pretty set i almost picked um like stories never told i almost picked that song too like i, I was kind of like flip-floppy on some stuff uh it would have been really funny to have done the short music for short people song like bedroom windows like that would have been really funny be like yeah there's a 30 second song on it here you go uh i think it was it was that song that had me thinking about enemy you because i had just done a podcast back in january where we talked about short music and i forgot to mention that track while we were on the podcast and i was kicking myself because it's such a great song so perfectly encapsulates punk rock in 1999 um and uh and so i was learning that on the acoustic and i was thinking about enemy U. i don't remember if that was completely independent of maddie bringing up enemy you in that conversation but it was just like all of a sudden oh yeah this makes total sense <laughs> so what happened was is i listened to the podcast and i made some of oh, yeah. tweet that was like AU and Dillinger 4 are the best songs on that comp. Listen yeah. to more yes. AU. I made some like obnoxious tweet about it. And then it just got the ball rolling, being like, oh, we both like this like kind of obscure, like uh this band that like resonated really hard for me. Like when I found them, which was like probably 2006, like I knew about the short music comp and I knew them from that, but like discovering the other albums and stuff kind of came around then and I was just like oh, this band rules, like, they capture these feelings of, like, alienation and loss and, like, the the dynamic between people who are, you know, different but trying to, like, to coexist and, like, figure out how to live. Um, They did a really good job of that, and that resonated super strongly with me. So I was just like, you know, let's cover this band. Like, it's... (laughs) It would be cool if we were like, yeah, we're going to cover like Super Shunk or The Replacements or something like a cool band. But it's way more fun to to do something where it's just like, as you mentioned, like we did this split and now folks are going to get to hear it. And then like maybe it's going to make them listen to the back catalog or like go through it. Like oh, yeah. I've had a couple people who have heard it who have been like, I can't believe I didn't know about this band and it's that's really really nice it's really cool to shine light on like like my influences and chris's influences and like it's cool to like shed light on your influences when they're not just like cut and dry like i only listen to the ramones and the buzzcocks like like it's it's cool to be like i like this band and i like this band and like to kind of build on that Oh, totally. I mean, also, like, I love doing that where it's great to discover new music, but it's also great to discover music that's been out for, like, decades that you just didn't know about. Like, I love, there's nothing better than finding a band who existed long ago or whatever and has this whole catalog for you to jump through that you you had no clue about. It's like, oh, my God, like, 
there's all these albums, EPs, like all this shit to find. Like, that's yeah. the greatest. Like, I love going back and finding the band. So I think that's awesome doing a split like this because you are, you have, again, you have a band where like I see them get mentioned from time to time. Obviously, they're not like a huge band or anything like that, but enough where like I like it because it's people who I think others respect, like musicians and stuff that people respect, like in punk and stuff, who bring them up, who then you kind of go, oh, I should go check them out. Like, I forgot it, honestly, like that short music for short people. I totally forgot they were on that. So that would have been my intro to them. Because I was thinking for a while it was the, uh, they're on that Red Scare Industries comp in like 2015. And at first I thought, I think that was, that was like the first time I heard them. But now I'm thinking, and no, it was definitely short music for short people. For sure, that that was my intro. Yeah, so they like, they were on, uh, their first release was on Panic Button Records, which was a subsidiary oh, okay. of Lookout. Uh, yeah. They did a, they were on a four-way split called Four on the Floor, and they had, it was four bands doing four songs each, so they were on that. And then, I think it was Panic Button or Lookout did the first album, and then Red Scare did the second one, and then they reissued the first one, like Red Scare reissued the first one. And then they got signed to Nitro and did a record that never like was officially released. It got kind of leaked as like an iTunes exclusive with like artwork that was literally just like a black square that just said enemy you fade away. And it was kind of at that time when like bands like the the Donna switched from like like being like a rad garage rock band to being more like a kiss inspired like riff rock band. So they have like a couple jams on that album that are like very much in that vein where it's just like, why? why did you sway from the formula like like it's like a 12 song album with for bonus tracks and then like there's one or two songs on it where you're just like yeah this sounds like thin lizzy that's really weird oh my God. <laughs> i might have to I go believe- check this out yeah it's only on youtube i think the song that i'm referring to is called bitchin um <laughs> which is oh. like which is just like cringy like kind of cringy but like if you think about the time when it was recorded, like it was totally acceptable, but it just like, wasn't, it doesn't seem like it's in the spirit of the rest of the material of the band. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I mean, even like, again, like for what I know of enemy, you, yeah, none of that, even, even just like referencing thin Lizzy when referencing enemy, use not something I thought, uh, I thought would happen during this. So yeah, out of curiosity, I have to go, I have to go hear this. That yeah. Is, it's, uh, uh what's that that really awful office space joke uh, i celebrate their whole catalog oh that one yeah 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 uh, i celebrate their whole catalog like, except for that one album on youtube that you can only hear yeah on <laughs> yeah it's like it's fine there's some there are some rad songs on it but bitchin is not my <laughs> personal favorite <laughs> I did not choose to cover Bitchin. Yeah, uh, I noticed you didn't bring that up when I asked, were there any Enemy U songs that didn't make this split that you wanted on there? I yeah. noticed you didn't bring that one up. No, uh, it's too much of a departure for me. But the rest of it is rad. The rest of the material is rad. Like, just like, I'm not really sure, like, the age that, like, David Jones was when he wrote a lot of those songs, but they seem, like, very wise for, like, whatever age it would have been and in the era of like kind of obnoxious pop punk bands they were very like heart on sleeve like these are the things i'm feeling this is the way that i want to like navigate the world and like bring my art in the world and that's that's really rad and really important and so like kind of shedding some light on that is really cool oh for sure and like the lyrics too like you 
you really do kind of get this like you, you really start seeing certain people have like almost a signature and he really kind of did like lyrically you can kind of tell like that he wrote those so you're like you start hearing enough enemy you songs and you realize who's writing them like he, he really oh, yeah. has his own like uniqueness to him somehow both songs i picked uh have clock analogies which is something that like i'm drawn to in my own writing but i didn't realize that both 72 hours and where no one knows the name first the idea of time passing i was just like why did i do that in the back of your head you probably knew it you just didn't realize it yeah it's totally subconsciously but uh, for this split, like recording it was like, did both bands record together? Were they recorded in the same studio? How was how was this split recorded? Um, we talked to host. We just did ours in the jam space. We we went in on the weekend, brought a bunch of microphones, and just knocked it out. Knocked out the drums, and I think most of the guitars on Saturday, and then Sunday was the rest of the guitars and trying to forced my way through vocals uh, in the back half of Sunday. And I didn't realize at the time that I had COVID. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the next morning, my throat was like killing me. And I thought it was just because I was overdoing it the day before. And then, no, it, it turned out that I <laughs> oh, yikes. With COVID. I didn't infect <laughs> my bandmates luckily, but <laughs> wow. yeah. Um, I'm in I'm in Ottawa for a little bit and I'm just bouncing back and forth between Ottawa and Halifax. So I did like guitars and uh, some of the instrumentation and my vocals here. Uh, the rest of Clutter did our stuff in Halifax. And then like it was just kind of like this mismatch and this interprovincial thing where we were just like like crossing like like here's your songs and here's your songs and just like crossing the streams a whole bunch to make it all work uh i forgot about the covid thing until you just mentioned it because you were just like songs are done i think i got covid and i was like oh that <laughs> fucking sucks i'm sorry hey by weird. the way <laughs> oh wow so okay so they were all they were all and i forget that that uh that you're in toronto and you're in uh halifax have either bands i mean have, have you crossed paths like playing at all have, have either bands played shows together yeah um well we kind of made internet in like because they released uh mid-century modern like the talk show host full like the same day that cluttered released an ep and we kind of made internet friends and then cluttered went on tour in november and it was just like kind of the point of the tour was let's play some shows with talk show hosts like it was kind of the like we want to go to ontario and we want to like keep these people and like hang out and like kind of build on this like foundation of like oh this band is rad let's let's maybe do something together and it just so happened that we got along really well it was very much like uh like we played toronto and montreal together and montreal was like a fine show and was like had its ups and downs and then Toronto was like was a cool show and it was like the release show for the record that talk show hosted and then we all went out for food afterwards and we're just like chatting and hanging out and I'm just like oh we're all like we're all on the same page about this shit like it it felt really because like you meet like obviously in like the before times and like like prior to us living in a pandemic you meet a lot of bands kind of in passing or you you hear of bands or whatever but you never like make a connection where you're just like oh we're pals like 
or like you just kind of know of people or whatever. And it was really nice to be like, oh, you can still make those connections with people, even though we're living in like this weird pandemic world where people get mad when you ask them to wear masks at shows. <laughs> no, that is, that is nice. And yeah, you're, you're right. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm sure in bands you do a lot of that where like, you know, you, you maybe know someone, but you're not getting to know. It's not like every band you play with, you become best friends or even get the chance to really know each other all that well also you're going you're going kind of city to city every night too you don't you don't have a whole lot of time to like hang out you know yeah yeah it's it was like really it's really conscious to me i don't know i don't know about chris and the rest of talk shows but it felt like it was very like intentional that it was like yeah let's go like hang out let's go do something like yeah for sure i think in the in the now oh my god seven years that talk show host has been a band i think i've given my cell number to two people yeah. <laughs> that i've met playing <laughs> and maddie's one of them wow Go talk me. show host has been around seven years yeah <laughs> wow i was gonna ask how long the band I, i've kind of become uh i i discovered both your bands within this uh year and i i love both of them but i did not i did not realize talk show host had been around that long yeah it was, it was uh, so we started 2015, and then we released a couple EPs in 2016, another one in 2017, uh, and then the album was supposed to come out 2020. But oh, so that was recorded for a while before it came. Yeah, out. that was recorded in like we demoed that in April of 2019, and then recorded it in the fall, and then sat on it for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Is that we? I mean, I've talked to obviously during this, you get a lot of that. I talk to a lot of people. It's like, oh, we're talking about this new record, and they're like, yeah, but I like recorded it two years ago, kind of thing. Like, yeah. is that was that odd sitting on it? You know what I mean? Is that it's, weird at all? It's bonkers because we wrote most of that in like 2018. Oh, we shit. started, yeah, we started writing at the end of 2017 because I was like, we've done a bunch of EPs and people like EPs, but I think if we do an album, then maybe someone will pay attention uh so let's spend the next year writing and then it took way longer than we thought it was going to but yeah the bulk of that stuff came out of 2018 so as of now it's like those songs are old but Jeez. most people only heard them a year ago and <laughs> yeah that's right yeah still like um, still very topical like oh, yeah. like yeah, you you managed yeah you managed to be like oh we were we were like in a mood at that point and like hit on it yeah. like it's still like clickable like several years later which is like yeah. very impressive you're just like oh as you said depressing yeah um, it's, it's, it is a really great point because those songs sound like they were written like within a year or so like they don't they, you, you could have told me you wrote it like you know three or four months before the record came out i would have believed you yeah <laughs> yeah no and actually that kind of ties back into the split the one of the songs uh, that I sang, something new, that one resonated with me. Uh, the enemy you song because those lyrics don't sound almost two decades old. It's the same thing about not wanting to spend your life worrying about technology and what other people think. And it's like, yeah, that is very relevant to my life in 2022, uh, as much as it was to him back in I think that was 2004. So, yeah. I forget how old, because again, like, I mean, discovering Enemy You so, so far down the road, I forget how, how long ago it was that they were around. They were talking about some of these songs, like 20, I mean, and again, short music for short people didn't come out yesterday. 
that yeah. came out what like 99 or something 99 yeah. uh, and like i think uh i think it was like where no one's my name came out in 2001 and stories never told came out in 2004 2005 so like Jeez. i mean how long is i mean panic button and lookout records haven't existed in how long now either I mean, you think about yeah. and Nitro, Nitro. I don't think any of their record labels besides Red Scare are even active anymore. No, I mean, like, look how collapsed when Green Day took their albums. Oh, Green Day and Op Ivy were like, you're not paying us royalties. And they took their albums away and then the whole thing closed. And I think that was probably a decade ago now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he's easily. And now it's hard to find some of that stuff. Really yeah, I mean, like, there's that. a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you can, like, kind of just let go away that somehow find like new homes like don't don't put out a new queers record like like that's just like i don't no one's asking me for my opinion on like how to run your record label but like i feel like that's but... a bad look in like 20 in 2022 being like yeah we're gonna reissue like you know beyond the valley by the queers and you're like why why are you doing that uh i don't understand but then like as you said there's like really there's really rad bands that just like oh there's some great ones it's it's hard to find it's hard to find stuff and then you know that's kind of the the double-edged sword of like streaming services and the way that the internet works is like artists don't get compensated but you can find a lot of things and you can find a lot of things that are just like out of print or, or whatever like uh there's and like it's almost weird when you can't find a band uh, a band that yeah. chris and i have talked about is this swedish band called mass history and mass history are awesome but you can only find like a single that they did on streaming services but like they have like two full lengths that are awesome and like so so good and you can only like listen to them online on youtube like they're not even on Bandcamp. they like basically don't exist like it's it's really school. strange. <laughs> I'm surprised the Bandcamp thing hasn't caught on more with like really o- those old obscure bands who had like one seven inch or like one like random full length that came out twenty something years ago and has been out of print twenty years. I'm kind of surprised more of them don't just kind of come out of the woodwork and throw them on Bandcamp or something like that. Like that I, honestly surprises me. I imagine at some point there was probably like the label at the time was like, we, we handle full like digital distribution or something, or they like signed something that basically like took away their rights to, to like redistribute it. Not that anyone would care because it's punk music. Like, why would you get hung up on that? But I imagine that there's probably a little bit of that. Um, But yeah, like, like just being like, you know, there are rad bands that, have things reissued 40 years later like there's a band from france called the dogs and they had like a single and then like released like a compilation of all of the songs they never really released and it's it's really sweet but oh nice like it's just like trying to find kind of the diamonds through the shit like (laughs) (laughs) that happens that definitely that definitely happens yeah Yeah, and you're that's a good point about that too because like as much as you want to get that out there, if they're in the back of your head, you're like, am I going to get sued for like putting up this thing I did when I was like 23 and I put it on Bandcamp and like some, I'm going to get sued or something for this. I can see where it's like, yeah, not worth and it. Not worth the issue. It would be surprising if somebody got sued because I, I imagine it would, it would be like, 
if you have the money for a lawyer to sue somebody and you're suing that's somebody evidence. over a punk record, then you're just a total asshole. Um, I mean, it's not impossible, though. I mean, I, no, it's not. That's, that's, that's not the worst. Impossible? That's the worst part of things. We live in a we live in a timeline where Elon Musk got so mad that his ex married a or dating a trans woman that he decided to buy Twitter. So we live in the worst timeline. So like. Punk yeah. bands against suits next. That's it, next. Yeah. I don't want to see time. it. I'm not. I'm not wishing that. But yeah, let let's hope that doesn't become the next trend here. Yeah. For the uh, for this split, I mean, any any plans to do a uh, record release show at all? Any? Uh, I I know there's probably not one now, but I mean, even down the road, any any plans to like do this live together? I think Pootsa is the uh, is the de facto release party. Nice. Yeah. That's not a bad party. Yeah. No. Um that's kind of the the hope. Um Cluttered is going to be prepared so like we'll mm. be ready to go and I'm sure talk show hosts will also be ready to go and even if it's something as simple as like me jumping on stage with talk show host and doing the songs and like Chris jumping on stage like Chris and Sean jumping on stage with us and doing the songs like we will make something work and like i'm sure maybe in the fall we can like figure something out but like it was done with the intention that like oh it'd be really nice to have something for puza because the last thing that we had both put out was on the same day a year ago <laughs> and like you know um attention spans are uh not particularly long and it's really challenging to find new ways to get people to revisit songs they've already heard so like cluttered is still a really new band but at the same time like we've had two eps out for a while and then you know people will only go back to those songs so much before you have to put it something new and then you get a little bit more of an audience and then it kind of like expands on that and i imagine there are folks who have like I mean, like, if they follow any of our social media, we're basically just talking to each other all the time, like both bands. But um, if, you know, there are folks who have listened to Cluttered and haven't listened to talk show hosts, then, like, those folks will be, like, converted fans and, and vice versa. Like, I imagine there will be a little bit of that. Um, and it also doesn't hurt that, like, we're covering a band that's just obscure enough for, like, nerds like mm -hmm. ourselves to be, like oh this is cool like i've never heard these bands before and then they can trace back and be like i really like this song or i really like this song or maybe they'll hate it maybe the only thing they'll like is the covers that we did and then we'll just be cover bands for the rest of our lives but i i hope that that's not the case yeah do you do you think you you when we were talking earlier like doing the enemy you songs and either kind of putting your own touch or kind of sticking to the original i know you were saying you kind of felt like they they you just made them a little faster kind of made them like cluttered songs could you see these kind of throwing them in the set, like, like, you know, just in the future? Cause by the sounds of it, like you said, and really, I guess listening to them, you could throw those in the set with clutter songs and it flow, it would flow great. You know what I mean? Like in a set, these I covers mean, would work well with originals. Yeah. I mean, like anytime Chris is around and wants to do it, like we would, we would be open to it. Like, it would just be like, you, you want to sing the song? Like, come do it. Um, I, I think there's something to like maintaining the idea that like it is a split where we switch the singers and it is kind of a collaboration and it is like two bands that are friends that are like 
doing this DIY thing ourselves, um, there's something to that and like keeping the spirit of that alive. So like we definitely could cluttered has a plethora of material on the way. So like, oh, it'll nice. be like, we'll, you know, we'll learn them. They'll be in our back pocket whenever it happens. But like, if the people aren't around, then like we probably will just save that to make it a special occasion. Like, you know, make the thing work. At least that's my perspective on it. I don't know if Chris has a different perspective on that. Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, live our kind of philosophy with covers is unless lots of people know them, there's not a whole lot of reason for us to do them. Like we'll bust out a Green Day cover every once in a while because we know that that's going to get people excited at the end of the set or whatever. Uh, if we if we bust into an Enemy You song, most of the people we play to, like around the GTA, uh, they're not going to know that it's an Enemy You song. Uh, so uh, we may as well just play our own stuff. <laughs> that makes I, that, that yeah. does make sense. I yeah. got to I mean, I also got to ask you, Chris, while we're talking about covers here. Cause you also, uh, I guess the, I guess the tribute thing's not out yet, but like you just premiered a few days ago that oh, yeah. cover of Chips Ahoy for that Vagrant I'm, Records. I'm going to interrupt and applaud for that because that cover oh, rules. Me, that's what I'm about. Good. That's what we're doing right now. Thank we're you. showering you with compliments because I, I mean, you picked one of my favorite Hold Steady songs and uh, I think the band, now that one, I feel like you definitely put your own twist on it. Like that's definitely yeah. talk show ho twist to it. I got to ask you because, I mean, not only did you guys do a good job like covering it, the whole Steady's not the easiest band to cover, and also yeah. Craig Finn specifically, and yeah. you're the one singing it. So I got to ask you, like, <laughs> I mean, was that a hard one to get the Craig Finn down? Was that? I assume yeah. vocals are the hardest thing on that song to get down. Yeah, that was uh, the first thing was trying to get the feel right because we knew we couldn't just record it straight because we're we are a completely different band than the Hold Steady. So it took us a few days um to figure out just the feel of the song but yeah when it came time to do the vocals first of all i had to re-record -re all of the guitars because i realized that we recorded it in the wrong key and i just couldn't sing it at all <laughs> uh and then it was like a whole weekend i set up a recording booth in my closet in my bedroom and it was that was like one of the most painful vocal recording sessions of my entire life trying to get that performance right and i still can't even really i can I never can listen to myself, but that one in particular, I like, I hear the first 10 seconds and I'm like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> it, it sounds sick. You never know you did it in your bedroom, in your awesome. closet. Um, it's, I love the whole city. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, I would love to cover like sequestered Memphis. And it's like, how would you do the piano line in that song? Yeah. Like, like how would you translate that? And y'all did a fucking A plus job on that. Like, Thank very you. good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm when you like when you started playing again you put you put so much of like you know it it goes through the talk show host filter and comes out like on your own like the first couple times when you're playing it was the band just trying to i guess again you're a three piece versus the hold steady with like three guitars mm -hmm. and that piano and everything were you just playing it like like beginning just trying to play it straight as as you're going you're throwing your own stuff on top of it like you know what i mean like how did that how do you progress into that song into then what we hear? You know what I mean? I don't remember exactly. I remember us having like, we were just start off playing it straight just to get the, the, the structure down and everything. And I remember 
we just weren't feeling it. We kind of had it worked out and we were all just kind of frustrated at the end of one session. And then I just started playing the riff because the, the actual riff is like, dun-na, dun-na, dun-na. and I was just like, I'm just going to play it fast and straight. And then Sean started in with the beat and we were like, okay, that's, that's where we go from there. And then it just kind of, once you get that spark, it just snowballs. And then it was like an hour later we had it hashed nice. out. Yeah. Same, I mean, kind of same with the Enemy You thing. Did you have any other Hold Steady songs you're thinking of? Or even on that, I mean, any other like vagrant bands that were kind of in the mix? We we had two. So it was t- it was tough because there was already so many bands confirmed for the comp. And like one of my all-time favorite bands is Alkaline Trio. And that was like off the table. I right was, was going to ask if Alkaline yeah. was in the contention of those songs. Because like... Yeah. If we had been asked to do a Vagrant song, it would have probably been Alkali Trio. Oh, like, fuck yeah. 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 Like th- that what was song. What song do you think you'd cover? I mean, what's what are the ra- records on Vagrant? Good morning and from, from here, here to, to infirmary. infirmary. Yeah, those are uh, yeah, you're right. I think those are the only two. Okay, so I'm gonna look up real quick a track list on that because <laughs> there's definitely jam on those records that I would love to cover, but that's not Wait, I feel like covering all of Infirmary would be pretty fun. I just think covering oh, yeah. the entire Alkaline Trio record would rule. Uh, we Armageddon. Would... I would, Armageddon oh, would fuck, fight. Yes. Yes. Down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. It's one of the best Alkaline Trio songs. Yeah. And that would be a fun live one. That one you'd have to throw in the set. That'd be too fun not to play live. Yeah. <laughs> and speed that shit up too. Make it even faster. Like yeah. the enemy use. Make that even faster. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. That would be a lot. <laughs> Poor just be a, a lot of sound. It would probably just be a whole lot of sound coming from the stage yeah, if you if you sped that up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, great job on that uh, on that hold steady cover. Uh, again, hold steady ain't easy to cover. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> Craig Finn does not. Th- that's not one to. Uh, I, I just can't imagine doing that. So so props to you. Thank but you. Get, Getting off covers, I mean, for both of you, um, I mean, Maddie, you're just talking about that Cluttered will have some new stuff coming out soon. Um, I mean, is there anything announced or anything like in the near future people should be on the lookout for, or is that later down the road? Um, Cluttered have a full-length demo. Uh, we're in the process oh, nice. of finishing it. Um, it's going to be tentatively called High Lows, and we're kind of just like, part of me. Is that the one I've heard? That's the one you've heard, but we changed. We took a song off of it and added two new songs to it. So oh, I'll, nice. I'll I'll pass that along. Um, but uh, I I write a lot. I like perform in a bunch of bands and perform as a solo artist and stuff. So I'm I'm writing oh, nice. constantly. Um, so we have that one that we're demoing, and I wrote a second cluttered full length since Ooh. I've been like visiting Ottawa. So we're gonna try and record the first cluttered album like properly and then demo the second record almost concurrently um oh shit it's two records just, basically at once yeah um because like as chris was saying like you know things take a while like you know mid-century modern took a year and a half extra on top of everything and like if we were to find a label that would want to do vinyl like you have to deal with pressing plants and you have to deal with all of that stuff and i'm very like i get really antsy sitting on things so if we're working on a second record 
and maybe a new EP like in the interim, then I don't feel so bad waiting on a first record to come out because there's like still things kind of in the pipeline. Like I, um, I, I have another band called future girls. Uh, we don't really play, but like we recorded an album and put it out on the 6th of May. So last Friday. Oh, just a few days ago. Yeah. And it's like, it took a while. Like that was recorded during the first break things in the pandemic and I had never expected to record another record with that band. And then we just did it and made it all kind of work and then like put it out and having like projects like that make it easier to wait for the other thing. But then what I did is I shot myself in the foot and I put out three releases in May. So oh, I had two releases come out on the 6th and then we have this coming out on the 13th. Uh, so it's just been a lot of like me staring into the Instagram void trying to get people to pay attention to the things that I'm doing. So it's very much like a cry for attention. Wow. You were busy. Are you, I mean, I, I, you probably just answered it, but are you someone who's just constantly writing? Like some people I feel like are always writing songs and some people have like, I don't know, a burst of inspiration for a month or two. You write a ton and just not write again for a while. It sounds Mm -hmm. like you write nonstop. I write nonstop. If I don't write something new every like three or four days, it's like I'm in a slump. And I I took like kind of a, I finished that second cluttered record and I'm really happy with the songs and we haven't put drums on it yet, but I'm like, I'm really like, that's kind of our process is like I'll flush the songs out and then Dylan will put drums on them and then we kind of co-produce it together and pull it all together. And I like for the first cluttered full length, I had written something like 24 songs for it. And it's going to be an 11 song album. Um, So like there were a couple leftovers and then I wrote, I wrote a bunch of new material and then it was just like, like, I was like, I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to, going to take a, I'm going to take a breather. And then the last, uh, it's weird what inspires you. Uh, I'm, there's a festival in Ottawa in this, this summer called side by side weekend. And uh, cluttered are playing it but there's also friends of ours from ottawa called john creedon and the flying hellfish and they're performing and i'm gonna fill in on guitar for them and so i was learning all of john's songs and i was just like it just like inspiration struck and i wrote two new cluttered songs that i'm like in the process of demoing and i'm just like oh cool i'm out of my slump like i i gave myself a little bit of time and now i'm just like back at it because um i don't know how to stop I like oh it doesn't sound like it no and I've said this before like I process I write to process my feelings a lot of the time like I I have a lot of big feelings it's a thing and so I write to process and because I write to process and if things are stressful or things are going on in my life then it's just like a constant like outpouring of material like to the point where like it's almost detrimental like you lose songs in like you're like the song is rad and then you kind of like lose it in the the stream of being like oh, here's so many yeah here's 12 songs and it's just like oh we like lost we lost a good one because you've fucking sent like a bajillion songs all the time like <laughs> yeah i can it's so funny to like see the spectrum because sometimes you talk to people and it's like yeah, I wish I wrote all the time, right? I wish I wish I could write. It's like I just got it. <laughs> That's you. I haven't, yeah. finished, I haven't finished a song since 2019. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Maddie, full credit to you. It sounds like you're the reason this split came out. So, I mean, again, I know I said it earlier, but the split probably would not have came out as fast. It doesn't sound like. Uh, I I truly believe in like the capabilities of like my band and my friends and like talk show host and like again my friends. Uh, and so just being like, no, we can do this. Like, who gives a shit? Like, we'll we'll finish it in three months. It'll be great. And then it's just like, it wasn't even three months. Like we had everything tracked within like four weeks after having the initial conversation. Like, it, like I was going to go to Toronto to do my vocals in the studio or in the jam space that they, they did. They did the instruments. I was going to go to Toronto that weekend and just do it all. So like I could hang out and stuff and it just didn't time out. But like, I think considering how remotely we did everything and like, you know, still navigating like a really tumultuous, volatile world with a virus that's coming after all of us. Um, we did a really good job. I think we did a really good job. Yeah. I think so. I don't I, think it sounds like three different provinces in there. No, no, no. it barely sounds like two bands. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, like so it's well. this like it's wild because like when I listen back to it, uh, I listened to it before the interview just because it had been it had been a couple weeks. And in like the way that it's mastered and put together and like shout out to Will Killingsworth, shout out to Dylan who mixed our side and Oliver, is that who Oliver. mixed your side? Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Um, like those folks killed it and then it all came together and it's just like, wow, this sounds like two fully immersed bands. Like you can tell the differences, but like when you're listening to it all the way through, there's a uniformity and it sounds really cool. And like, it's kind of a trip because like when we were uh, when I was trying to figure out how to do like the digital side of things and like to get the distribution and to get it online and stuff, it was just like, this needs to go on both of our Spotify's. This needs to go on both of our Apple music's because you can't just be like, this is a cluttered cover or this is like, this is cluttered covering enemy or this is talk shows covering enemy. It's like, no, it's both bands covering mm -hmm. enemy. You. So like they've, it's got to be intertwined. And so now we're linked forever. So this is, a, yeah, this is the way that history will remember our bands. <laughs> this is how it'll all be remembered. Yeah. We're going to split those mechanical royalties until we retire. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, just like give us just a crumb of SoCan money. Just yeah. a crumb. <laughs> I, I hope this, I hope this split makes both bands just filthy, filthy rich. <laughs> Oh, uh, I could you imagine? <laughs> we wouldn't get like, we wouldn't get mechanical royalties because we didn't write the songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you know what? Enemy U is gonna get really, really rich off yeah. this. <laughs> hey, I some, just, someone will. Maybe they'll do like an Enemy U memorial show, and Chris and I will get to like sing songs someday. Maybe that's the cool thing that'll come out of this. Yeah. Hey. Not a not a bad idea. We're yeah. we're just talking. I mean, you have so much music coming up, uh, Chris. I mean, you just said you've written in a while, but I mean, any anything uh, coming up? I mean, really, as I asked that, mid century modern's not that old, but I mean, any anything else coming out from a talk show host coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, nothing super set in stone yet. We're gonna later this year. Um, we're gonna play our first us shows uh in the fall nice. um so to coincide with that we're 
probably going to release a little EP with some stuff that didn't make the album. Um, then my friend did this amazing string quartet remix of Warmest Condolences. Um, yeah, uh, I'll send it to you so you can hear it. It's amazing. So I want to do something with that. I got some artwork done for it and everything, but it just haven't, there's not really a, been a, an opportune moment to to put it out there yet but yeah he took the he took just my vocal stems and did a whole string quartet version of it it sounds amazing like i teared up when i heard it the first time so uh that's what i'm most excited about at this point because yeah i haven't i i haven't we haven't finished any new songs in three years and actually the last song that we finished was one that I was like, we need one more song for the album because I think it's not complete yet. We just need one, like one big single and we did it. And then I was like, when we were figuring out the track list for the album, I was like, I don't like that song. It's not going on the album. <laughs> Which was a big emergency last minute uh, rewrite. But yeah, no, just really so like that'll probably come out on the EP in, in the fall. But yeah. Sometimes some, that doesn't, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Uh... Yeah, I was listening through the like the clutter demos, and I was kind of just like, "No, I still like this." Like making sure I still am on board with like what I'm talking yeah. about in the material, and like being stoked. But the two songs that are getting added to the album, one is an anti-cop song, and the other one is just like me ripping off the Gaslight Anthem, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm completely and utterly okay with wearing my influences on my sleeve. You know, when you go back through those songs, I mean, Maddie, you're talking about like how much you write. Do you forget some of those when you're going back through? Like, do you ever find those songs and go, holy shit, like I forgot this one existed? Uh, all the time. And uh, specifically with high lows and the material on that is I can hear how mentally ill I was when I was writing them. Like I hear it in the chord structures. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, it's just like, it's weird. And I was just like, oh yeah, I was severely unwell. Like, like, just like, I'm writing to process these big feelings, but I'm not doing it so hot. And so I decided to assemble a song that is just like the equivalent of somebody gluing a puzzle together. That is, I mean, that is, uh, again, like, it's kind of neat because some people don't, some people can't jump through like that. And you just seem to have like, I can go through my back catalog. Like if I need something, I bet I got a gem back there that I, that I've just kind of forgotten about. He's got gems hidden There's back there. There's there's some songs on the cluttered record that are like re-recordings of some of my solo material. Um, they just they just fit they just fit the mold, and so it was like let's do like full band versions of these songs. And like I can always go back to that well. Like I did a solo EP last year called Dysphoria City Limits, and like the self like the title track is like would be a really cool cluttered song. So like maybe someday that'll come out in that capacity, but. For now, I'm just like, what if I could just keep writing good songs and like, you know, songs that I like, I, you know, everything is subjective and whether or not people think they're actually good is, is up to their discretion. Um, but like, if I'm still stoked on them, then like maybe someone else will be. Are you, I mean, with, you sound like you have a shit ton of projects and everything. Like when you write a song, do you kind of know right away what it will be assigned to and where it's going? Or does that take a while? No, like usually from like, usually from the jump, uh, I started a band since being in Ottawa called Crisis Party. We're going to play our first show in July and like record in a couple weeks. And I knew immediately that like, I was like, 
these songs that I'm writing for this band are crisis party songs. They sound like it. They don't sound like clutter. They sound different. Um, every time I have another project or something, I, I usually can like, if there's not a place for it, it means that I need to start a new band to like put it all together. I'll make this fit somewhere. If it doesn't yeah. fit here, I'll make something. Yeah, exactly. But like cluttered, I kind of, now I'm getting very refined with it and I'm sure we'll like, we'll continue to evolve and like add weirder parts and like try to figure out how to develop that as a band. But like, as far as like the core of something or like the base baseline that we work from, it's very much like, here's the song, here's the structure, here's the baseline, please put drums on it. Here's the vocal part. And then like, we'll add harmonies and we'll build on it from there. And it's just like, it's kind of a refined process because that band formed out of the pandemic we formed for um, there was this really cool project called Demo Fest, which a bunch of punks in Montreal put together, and it was to raise money for Solidarity Across Borders, which provides money to, provided money to migrant workers that didn't qualify for SERP. Um, and so it was just kind of like, oh, we formed out of the pandemic. That's like our workflow. That's how we learned how to work together. And then like we had never intended it to be a real band. And then a couple people were like, this is really good. You should like think about playing shows. And we're like, okay. And then now we're a real band and we play shows and we get to enjoy the company of ourselves and our friends. And that's great. That is rad. That is rad. Well, I yeah. mean, as we uh, start to close this up, there's a lot of music and we'll, we'll talk in a second, like where to find the split and stuff, but people want to go check out cluttered your solo stuff, all your like other stuff. Where do we uh, go find you online? Where can we go grab the music? and support you and all that good stuff. Um, it's usually like whatever the project name.bandcamp.com is the best way. So like maddiegrave.bandcamp.com, clutter.bandcamp.com, um, futuregirls.bandcamp.com. Everything's mostly on streaming services, but like, you know, why we're here is to talk about the split and like cluttered and talk show hosts both. Like we, we both have things on streaming. You can support it on Bandcamp um like you can find me personally on instagram at maddie disgrace or uh on twitter with that i'm very reachable and there's like a list of all of the bands that i'm in in my profile like it's just like that's all it is now what's the the official number there (laughs) the official number um yeah i gotta know this oh my god uh okay do you want like let's say active bands that have practiced in the last year. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. Um, Crisis party, future girls cluttered my solo stuff. So that's four. I had a band in Halifax called source bots. I'm in a band called weekend dads. I'm in a band called the Hemingways. So that's seven. Uh, There's at least three more. So (laughs) I'm in, whether or not they are full-time commitments, whether they are part-time I've practiced with, at least like uh becca from cluttered and i have a project that's on the go so that would count as one like like a dozen let's just say a dozen it's it's way easier than that because like just a dozen because i'm really i'm really into just like juggling trying to balance interpersonal relationships and a job and like several jobs at the same time as being like i just want to do music all the time like it's very um uh 
It's like I'm spinning plates constantly. I don't, think I've, like I don't think I've spoken to a dozen people in the last six months. <laughs> That's probably it. There's, there's, there's a lot of overlap in the bands. Because, like, yeah. Becca is, like, like Becca, who plays bass and cluttered, like sings on my solo stuff. Is like in Future Girls. Is my like my partner in crime when it comes to a lot of things. So it's just like, hey, I got this new idea. You want to do a thing with it? And it's like, yeah, I totally want to do a thing with it. And so we just like feed off each other, and then like it just explodes. There's mm-hmm. just like so much on the go in my world. But uh, Maddie Disgrace on Instagram. And Maddie Disgrace on Twitter and Cluttered Band on Twitter and Cluttered Band on Instagram. Those are probably the easiest ways to to reach me. Nice, nice. Chris, how about you? You, talk show host, all that stuff. Where do we find you? Where do we grab the music? I think uh, all of our stuff is would be collected under talkshowhost.ca. We got all our links have weird names. You have a real website? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, See, that's it's, it's got a domain and everything. Yeah, it's nice. kind of, uh, I don't know how up to date it is, but it should have pretty much everything on there. Like our Bandcamp, Bandcamp link, I think is we love talk show host at bandcamp.com because, of course, there's we're not the only talk show host, so like all of the, the obvious links have been taken. So, yeah, if you just go to talkshowhost.ca, that should be everything. I mean, like. It took us a year to sort out on Spotify the different talk show hosts <laughs> that are on there. Right now, if you go to Title, there's like four different talk show hosts all under one talk show host banner. So, uh, whoa, yeah, I uh, we made a link tree and I felt really professional, and then I never updated it. Yeah. It's just like. It's like you can find us. We're like accessible. We're around, and it's just like no, like you having like a domain makes things so much easier and yeah. makes you seem so much more professional than we are. So I'm a little bit ashamed of myself, but I mean, that's, that's okay. Benefits of having Fab uh, as a bass player because he's also a digital marketer. So it's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just learning. I'm just a baby. <laughs> I, I feel like it's so funny too, the websites. Cause obviously for years, it was something I feel like bands had. Then there was a huge stretch of time where it was like, no band had a, I don't want to add a website. And now I, feel I like love that. Back to it. Yeah, I love that Dillinger Forest website is still like an Angel Fire or a Geocity site. They still site. have one. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's just like yeah. it's like it it's not Geocities. It's like Angel Fire dots whatever. Yeah. And that's the like. Oh, I wish in hindsight I would have known that this band was going to exist because I would have parked that domain. Because I imagine you can't make a new Angel Fire webpage. I imagine that that's not a possibility. They're probably grandfathered into that one. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't. I don't think you can. I don't think Dillinger Four Current Day uh, made that website. No, but they still have access to it, and that's sweet. Like that's that's that fine line of just being like, we care, but like just enough. Yeah, that's Dillinger Four, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's Dillinger Four for you. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, we got cluttered talk show host. How about the split? Where do we do we just find the split same place that we find both bands? Where can we uh, grab Enemy Us? Enemy Us is going to be on all streaming services on Friday, May thirteenth. Uh, I got confirmation of that last week. Uh, which means I didn't screw it up. It's going to be the right talk show host. Everything is like, <laughs> I'm very meticulous with doing that. Um, 
And then I know for sure it's going to be on our band camp. I would imagine it's going to be on the talk show host band camp as well. Um, and it's self-released it's DIY. So like, there's no like other label, like putting it out, but like, you know, if somebody was like, Oh, I really like this. I'd love to do a physical copy. Like, yes, please do a tape, do a seven inch, like yeah. give us, give us something to sell. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have, if it, was, <clears throat> if it was digital only or not, but it is for now. For, for now, now it's digital only. Yeah. Like, I mean, we probably, if Puza was in July or June, we probably could have got tapes made, but like for how quickly we pulled this all together, the fact that we did that in the time span that we did it yeah. is like pretty remarkable. Yeah. I'd say you did that in quite a timely manner. I, I would say yeah. that all got done pretty, uh, pretty hard. Also, <clears throat> and then we'll go our, our cassettes. Are those easier, like a faster turnaround than vinyl? Significantly. And okay, I was wondering when you said that, I was thinking, I bet cassettes are faster turnaround than vinyl. Yeah. And there's like a, there's a, like a plant in Canada that's like really good who I've worked with with like, I run like a, I used to run a tape label that like oh, put nice. out my own bands and stuff. And so like, I've worked with them for a long time. So like we can get things turned around relatively quickly. Um, but yeah, it's just like the fastest thing is CDs and it's oh, weird because really? people are like buying CDs again. Like, it's like websites. Uh, yeah, it's like websites. Uh, people are going to, you know, buy CDs and be clambering for like a Tumblr page and uh, just like, where's the cluttered Angel Fire page? Where's the talk show host GeoCities page? And we just have to disappoint them. And that's okay. I can, I'm fine with disappointing people. It's something I've done my entire life. We're not Dillinger 4. Sorry. Yeah. We can't, I can't be D4. I, yeah, we can't be D4. I can't write a song like uh, Define Learning Disorder. Like, I can't I can't write versus God. Like, or those just, song titles, some greatest song titles. Yeah. Um, some of the greatest song titles that you're like, I was explaining to a friend the other day. I was like, this is a band that I love and like was going through it. And I was like, lyrically, they're incredible. But the song titles don't <laughs> match anything like. I think that song on situation is comedy where it's where they have the refrain at the end of like, walk away, walk away over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure that song is called D4 putting the F back in art. Yeah. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's what that song is called. Uh, but like, you're like, Oh, this is a really profound song. And then that's the title. We've had this discussion on the show. I, I, like multiple guests. This has come up. The, the, the Dillinger four song title Versus, I mean, being some of the, like, greatest lyricists, like, even remove punk even from it, some of the best lyricists. And, yeah, the song, the song titles attached to those is just hilarious. The, and the then, yin and yang of that band. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's one of the things I love about that band is, like, you take yourself seriously enough. You, mm -hmm. like, want to do a good job. You want to put out something that, like, is meaningful and matters and, like, will resonate. But at the same time, like, you're still just like, we're four friends and we're hanging out. And like, you know what's funny? Uh, file under adult contemporary. Like, Farts are jazz to assholes. Farts are jazz to assholes. Back to short music. <laughs> yeah. But then like, you'll have a really, like, uh, superpowers and amiable mach with machinery. And that song is just entirely about like, 
being working class and like how frustrating that is. And it's just like, that's a really profound like title in a song. But then like, you're like, oh, like I wouldn't have thought that. But then you like listen to the lyrics of the song and it all kind of makes sense and lines up. And I, I think I think what's going on here is next year we're going to get the cluttered talk show host Dillinger Four split. I think that's the next. I think that's the next. Uh, that might be I, another hard one to. I feel like they're a hard one to cover. That'd be a there. I've tried to cover D four before, and it's very challenging. I would be. I would be down to try, but I would probably give us more than like three weeks to figure yeah. it out. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're almost better off doing your own twist on a D four song because you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get it like they did. You're just no. better off. I feel like just doing. How and, you feel like and then we're just kind of we're just kind of ripping off dave haas a little bit because he did that ep oh, that's right. which, that patty ep where yeah, you like patty patty which is like great but like it's just like you know i think we got to pick a band that next time we do this we got to either cover our own songs yeah and like or like write our own material or like pick a band that hasn't been covered before because like we picked enemy you and i had completely spaced on the lillington's cover album and then like a bunch of people had like brought up it's like oh lillington's did this and i was like yeah they did didn't they i want a copy of that like i covering a cover my, album. <laughs> covering a cover album my uh my short-term and long-term memory are not what they used to be <laughs> Well, Maddie, Chris, this has been really fun. Uh, we're going to play songs off the split now, and uh, I'm totally blanking off track one. We 72 hours. That's what we're starting with. We're starting with track one, and if you're listening to the radio show, we'll play the whole damn split. So you'll, you'll, uh, you'll hear it all. The, the album will be out by then. But uh, here we go. Enemy You. Well, Enemy You off the Enemy Us split. Here is 72 hours right here on the Power Chord Hour.
podcast that was cluttered featuring chris from talk show host on vocals there they were covering enemy use adios to you and before that was 72 hours another enemy use song that time being covered by talk show host with maddie from cluttered on vocals there and uh that is such a great split you gotta go check that out it is talk show host it is cluttered and it is enemy us and uh just four really really good covers of enemy you which uh like i kept telling uh chris and maddie i mean on the on the episode and even afterwards when we were just talking uh just i gotta listen to more enemy you i like enemy you I uh, didn't discover them super, super long ago. I definitely found them long after they were uh, broken up. But, um, you know, just such a really, really good band. I think that's a great, uh, I don't know, it's a great band to do a cover, a covers album on, I feel like. It's not one, bands have covered Enemy U, but they're not, like, covered to death or anything like that. And I feel, I still feel like they're a band that, uh, you know, is, is still very much underground where, uh, you know, people just like myself will hear another band either uh, bring them up as like, hey, this is a great band, or they'll cover them, do something to, to give some props to Enemy U. And uh, there's still lots of people out there who have never heard them who would probably very, very much like them. So I uh, I love ideas like this split. It's a really uh, it's a really cool idea. It kind of goes it kind of goes along with like you know I talk about like how compilations you don't really get comps anymore, and uh, you know there's certain things that like bands and labels and stuff used to be like the norm, and just you know as time goes on things uh, things change and. 
there's uh you know I, I think splits are one of the things you still get splits now and then but I don't feel like you get them as much as maybe you used to and also to have concepts like that where like you either cover each other's songs or you cover another band like it, it's such a uh, you know what I mean it's such a great idea it's not just cluttered and talk show hosts doing a couple songs on an EP together it's uh you know it's something a little more original but I want to thank Maddie and Chris that was really fun getting to talk to uh, both of them I uh I just kind of started listening to a talk show host not terribly long ago. Um, you can you can hear it on this very show. Me and Joey Cobra were talking about earlier this year. He kind of got me into uh, listening to them. I had heard of them and everything, but uh, you know, just never really gave them a listen until Joey Cobra was like really talking them up, and uh, I went and listened to them. And then Cluttered, I discovered through this split, and uh, Cluttered are fucking great. I'm gonna have to play them a lot more on the uh, radio show now. Listening to them, just another great like pop punk band, like some really solid, uh, some really solid bands up there in Canada. There is, uh, there's some great bands going on right now, which I love. Anytime we can uh, get more good music, I am, uh, I'm very happy from that. But uh, yeah, that is going to be this episode of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. Go grab the Enemy Us split. It is excellent. And uh, if you live in Canada and they are, uh, if Cluttered's playing anywhere near you, talk show host is playing anywhere near you, definitely check that out. I would love to see both of them come play the States. That is a uh, that is one I'd like to see a lot of. I, we've had a few guests lately like that. Same with like Leo from Reminders over in the UK. A lot of like international bands who uh, I would love to uh, see come play the States sometime. That would be uh, that'd be pretty sick. But that is that for this one. We will be back next week. I'll be doing the May Rundown on next week's episode of the podcast. And until then, if you want to go follow us, we are at Power Chord Hour on Twitter, Instagram.